0: We'll perform a V-stock analysis like Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. Warren Buffett called not investing in this business and its main competitor a big mistake. Thankfully for Berkshire Hathaway, even though Buffett didn't invest in Visa, one of his investment managers, Todd Combs, did. We'll reverse engineer his decision-making process to look at the most telling business numbers before estimating not one but two fair intrinsic values for Visa. Along the way, there'll be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Visa for your stock portfolio. Then, you're going to want to watch till the end when we give our rating. So, is Visa a potential opportunity? Right now, Visa trades for $233.38 per share. Year-to-date, their stock performs neck and neck with the market. Visa's up 12.5%, while the S&P 500 is up 10%. In the last five years, it's also close, but Visa's beating the market. They're compounding at 11% annually. In the last decade, Visa opens this up and they widen this out. Visa has compounded at 17% annually. They crushed the market over this time. When we go back before the global financial crisis, Visa was publicly listed 15 and a half years ago. In that time, they've compounded at 17 and a half percent annually. Visa's crushing the market in the last decade and a half. That's not all for shareholders. Right now, Visa pays a 0.77% dividend yield. Their average dividend yield is added to these gains in their stock. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Visa? Right now, 24 different super investors own Visa. These include investors who have beat the market for a long time, including Chris Hone, Chuck Acre, Wally Weitz, Terry Smith, and Thomas Gaynor. Warren Buffett himself doesn't own Visa, One of his investment managers at Berkshire Hathaway, Todd Combs, does. Combs first bought Visa in 2011, and he's added a few times since then, up until 2016. For the most part, he's held his initial position. Visa's up more than 10 times since he bought the business. Dataroma has a cool feature that combines all super investors' portfolios. When these are added together, Visa is the sixth most owned stock by super investors'. It's fair to say Visa's a value-investing, high-quality favorite. Right now, Visa trades $17 below its 52-week high. The company is up more than $40 from their 52-week low. There's some short interest with 1.5% of their share sold short. How big is Visa? They're one of the biggest companies in the world with a $476 billion market cap. Visa is the largest payment processor in the world, In fiscal 2022, it processed over $14 trillion in total volume. Visa operates in over 200 countries and processes transactions in over 160 currencies. Its systems are capable of processing over 65,000 transactions per second. Now with that background, let's dive deep into their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Visa's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the company. Visa earns returns on capital in between 20 and 30% throughout these five years. Most of these were around the middle of the 20% range. Their returns have increased in each of the last three years, climbing up from 21% in 2020 to around 31% today. When these are averaged out, Visa earns 25% returns in a given year. That's more than three times better than a normal business. This is a huge check on metric number one. Metric number two, we want growth to support their high returns. We want sales, earnings, and free cash flow growth. These all need to be up. This is all or nothing. Up until today, Visa has grown their sales by 54%. They've grown their earnings by 60%, and they've grown their free cash flows by 53%. This is solid, consistent growth across the board. It's another check on metric number two. Metric number three, we'll look at Visa like a shareholder in the company. We want earnings per share growth. We learn their earnings have grown by 60%. At the same time, in the last five years, Visa has bought back 10% of their shares. They've lowered their share count by a tenth, which increases the ownership for shareholders in the business without shareholders having to spend a dime. Because of this, their earnings per share have grown pretty fast. They're up over this time. It's another check for metric number three. Metric number four, we want free cash flow per share growth. This is almost the same story. The only thing is their free cash flows grew just slightly slower than their earnings. Their free cash flows grew by 53%. With these 10% share buybacks, Visa's grown their cash flows per share. It's another check on metric number four. Visa's perfect through four metrics. Before we get to their balance sheet and estimate their fair values, how about we check in on our bonus? Right now Visa pays a 0.77% dividend yield, but is it safe and does it have room to grow? That's what we want to see through our bonus. We want Visa's dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. This is the case in each of the last 5 years. Visa has both grown their dividends and they've grown their cash flows. They easily support their dividends today. Visa has a very low dividend payout ratio. This is what we want. It's a check on our bonus for Visa. Visa seems like a good dividend growth stock. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses or even go broke. Metric number five, we want Visa's net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. Visa ended last year with $4.8 billion in net debt. Today, they brought this down. They have $1.8 billion. In the last five years, they produced $66.4 billion of free cash flow. They earned $17.9 billion last year alone. In their last 12 months, they've earned $18.7 billion. They could pay off all their net debt with just about one month's worth of free cash flow. That's insane. Visa's in a very strong financial position. This is a huge check on metric number five. They use a very small amount of debt compared to the free cash flow they earn in their business. Flawless to our first five metrics, does Visa have what it takes to go six for six on our analysis and be a perfect select six stock? Let's find out. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Visa's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of two ways we'll use Visa's free cash flows to estimate their fair value. Right now, Visa has a $479 billion enterprise value, This looks at Visa like a private company. It includes their debt and their market cap. In the last 5 years, we learned Visa produced $66.4 billion of free cash flow. This means they produced $13.3 billion in an average year. When we divide that by their enterprise value, we get a 2.8% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Currently, Visa produced $18.7 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When we divide that by their $479 billion enterprise value, it gives us a 3.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. That's about in line with the yield from the 10-year treasury. Unfortunately, both of these are below the risk premium we want. This means coming in all the way on metric number six, this is our first and only X of the day for Visa. Don't just throw the business out. You'll want to see what their fair value per share is before you stay for our rating. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Visa. This takes us to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is like any model in any field, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We'll start with Visa's free cash flows, then use assumptions to grow these into the future. Visa's been insanely predictable in their past, that's no guarantee for the future, it better informs these assumptions. Still, it's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Visa. If we assume they grow their cash flows at 14% in each of the next 10 years, then in the next decade, we'll assume that this growth rate is cut in half and these grow at 7% in each year. We won't add in their tangible book value because that's thrown off based on the accounting for their share buybacks. Since they've gone public, Visa's bought back 2.5% of their shares each year on average, these are huge buybacks that are likely to go on into the future. It's one of the main ways they return capital to shareholders. If we want a market-beating return of 15% like Warren Buffett, at today's valuations, an estimate of Visa's fair value per share is around $141. Keep some key points in mind. Visa's been very predictable in their past. That's no guarantee for the future. In the last decade, Visa's traded for a median price-to-free cash flow of 31 times. Today, they trade below this at 26 times price to free cash flow, although they have traded as low as 17 and a half times. Similar with their PE, right now they trade at a 30 times PE. Their median PE was 33 times. Their low was at 23 times. So they trade below historical averages. Keep in mind, as a company grows, it's likely that its multiple shrinks rather than expands. That could be the case in the future for Visa. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before you make any investment decision. Warren Buffett cares about the numbers, but he cares about the qualities of a business even more. Let's learn about Visa's business qualities. We'll start with a the long thesis. Number one, Visa has commanding market share in a scalable industry. Number two, there's still a long growth runway for electronic payments, which surpassed cash payments on a global basis only a few years ago. Number three, the scalable nature of the business should allow Visa to improve its already impressive margins. But it's not all sunshine and roses. Let's also look at a short thesis. Number one, Visa's leading market share creates more opportunities for loss than gain. Number two, the oligopolistic nature of the industry makes Visa and MasterCard targets for regulators and lawsuits and the companies have paid some large fines. Number three, UnionPay provides an example of how governments could favor local networks, and this could shut Visa out of some emerging market opportunities. That's potentially a fear for the business in countries such as Brazil and India, which are trying to create in-house solutions to battle these payment giants. Two more things to note recently, Visa acquired Pismo for $1 billion in cash at the end of June. Also, Visa's chairman of the board of directors, Alfred F. Kelly Jr., is set to retire in January of 2024. Now let's put Visa's numbers and their qualities together as we give a rating. So far, we've learned in our analysis of Visa, StockTaker V, the company has most of the signs of being a wonderful business. Together, Visa and its main competitor, MasterCard, make up the payment rails that most of modern commerce operates on. It's no surprise why so many super investors have investments in Visa. They earn way above average returns on capital, they've grown very steadily, they buy back shares and they pay dividends, which are supported and growing, they've returned a lot of capital to shareholders, Visa also uses just a very little amount of debt, and they generate a ton of free cash flow. The only thing that was off today is Visa's average free cash flow didn't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. Their current free cash flows were about the 10-year treasury, but they were down from our risk premium. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis from today's valuations, if you believe those assumptions, if you want a market-beating rate of return of 15% like Warren Buffett, an estimate for Visa's fair value per share is around $141. Visa last traded at those levels in January of 2019. That about matches their market performance since then. Stay patient on price. When we add Visa's business qualities and their numbers together, Visa looks like an excellent candidate for more research. If you enjoyed today's V stock analysis, like it, subscribe to the channel for more and watch this next video.